Oh my! Oh, oi! Oi! They! Oh, I! I'm so shocked. Surprised. Uh, to color, color my face. Surprised face. And welcome back to another episode of the Refactored Podcast, where it's our goal here to suck just a little bit less every day. My name is Chris Tonkinson. And my name is Frank Cole. And this is episode number 69. Nice. Recorded May 24th, 2022. Part two. Part we're two. Doing, we're Gosh. doing 69 again. Uh, it, right? <laughs> nice. Again. <laughs> Which, you know. Nice. Nice. Uh Goodness. So we, okay. So first of all, I, I, we yeah, missed, let me, yeah, I will explain cause it's on my end. So, so no, uh, no, no, it's not like, well, no first. So the first two weeks that we missed, I was, I was on my deathbed with the Rona, right? Mm -hmm, I have not, mm -hmm. we've been very, uh, we've been very diligent about precautions and so forth. And, and my wife works clinically. And so for us, we never had a, a hope of like avoiding the Rona. We mm -hmm. always knew that she was going to traipse at home from the hospital. So it wasn't like an if, it was a when. But we took precautions. We did the, you know, the right trademark thing. Um, never did would have dreamed could. that like a one-day tr business trip and I would be the one, the plague bearer. Now, yeah. luckily, nobody else got it. Um, but it like, even after three shots, I was like pretty rough for like which is, a week. Which is, it that's pretty really wild because me. I had it. I've gotten it, I've gotten it twice, twice. I've, and I did mm -hmm. the shot and I did the booster. I never did the third booster. Do you have like a chalkboard in your office like days since last Rona? I'm not trying to erase it. <laughs> so I um, I caught it twice. Uh, I tested the first time. Mm -hmm. That would have been Delta was the, was the variant at that point. And then I'm pretty sure, but I didn't test for Omicron yeah. because I had very similar symptoms, but they were significantly muted. But in both cases... I was okay. I mean, even when the first time I got it, when I had Delta, I was working that day. It, my head, I yeah. had the, I had the COVID, they call it COVID brain. I had the COVID brain. Oh my, it, it's, the fog is It's real. like, yeah, your brain yeah, is just like, you're just so tight, you're like sluggish and like, you're, like, you're okay, anybody, that, anybody that's old enough to remember, like, I, I don't think they have them anymore, but older TVs, uh, there was a season where TVs would have a, an, a button, ATTN, it stands for attenuate, and it wouldn't mute it, but it would like drastically lower the volume of the T felt like your brain was on attenuate. That's a, it was like okay. the weirdest. And then I would, uh, at least the way that I expect, cause I know every, this is the thing, everybody gets it differently or a little bit different. Differently. Sure, sure. So like. Otherwise, a reasonably young and healthy fella, like no risk factors. Obviously, like there are risk factors for severe disease. I've got none of them. Like there's no reason that I should have had such a rough go of it. And yet, other than I'm just a weak person, right? right. That's, yeah, that's I the mean, only conclusion. I mean, let's, just, let's be clear I just, here. I did the Rona better than you. So you did I mean, great. And we're yeah, just, I failed. Right. I mean, I mean, it, because these are the things we keep score at. I, I, I win. You win. That's yeah. what happened. I win. I, I, I win. That's, that's, okay. that's, that's what we're so saying. So you, you win COVID. Right? I win that's, COVID. Yeah, I think that's essentially this one's on my board. the bullet points in mm -hmm. this. Now this we can roll the board. credits and we're done. Like, that's it. <laughs> um, but like, so, I mean, I was seriously, I was completely on my ass for a solid four or five days Ugh. and then like pretty rough for the next week. Like yep. it was almost a full two week event. And then even still, I have like a little linger. I'm back to normal. I have a little bit of a lingering cough and that's it. Um, mm -hmm. 
anyway, so so we missed so, two so weeks we missed two because, weeks because I of failed you. coronavirus, and then and we then missed we a tried, third week. We we tried to do sixty nine, and nice. it, we we didn't record it. Doesn't like go. if you look, this is my thing. Look, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do sixty nine, you record it, right? Obviously, that's what you do. And we lost the recording. Uh, raising. <laughs> so we 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 did, and uh, oh god, that sounds gross. We uh, and I I have been doing so. There's a there is an oddity with my setup, and it has now traversed complete new systems because one of the things that we wait. So you got a You got a new system. So I have a new system. This is, which is we spoke briefly about last week and I guess I could talk about it again. Um, so I have a completely new box, new job, new computer. It was time to upgrade. I have not upgraded my, new my, you. my, 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 you didn't, so, I, I would recommend add facelift to the list to really uh, <laughs> complete the transformation. Like I'm sick of looking at you. It's like years now I'm staring at you. If we could fix that one bug that's been backlogged every quarter now. Like uh-huh. One of the stand-ups, we got to, like, we could have a grooming session and bump that up. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, you're such a jerk. So, uh, so upgraded the system. It's totally new box. It's a totally new OS. I went from Windows 10 to Windows mm-hmm. 11. Um, and like I did not pull any of the things over only. And I even, I, the install, the software was all installed fresh. There is a thing somewhere in the Daisy chain here that borks audio recording. It has to do something with uh, my, uh, my, my uh, program I use called, uh, called voice meter, which is a, uh, it's an audio control panel. Think the digital equivalent of those those giant audio interfaces, you know, with the knobs and the dials and things that you would see in a, yeah, a and, concert. And you're sure, a, so you're you're sounding pretty confident that it's that it's voice meter and not uh, Zoom or audio cables. Oh, I know for a right? fact. Like you're pretty sure it's. Oh, I know for a it, fact it that, that it's okay. yes. Now something else may trigger it to go caddy wampus, but, but the problem but, is extant. Within right, voice because meter, I man. can because you know our recording um, and I can even <laughs> for, for the sake of the interest of the audience, I will throw in a little clip, you know, so this is what it said. This is what it sounded From like the last episode. So this is what it sounded like. And this is why you're not going to hear it. Okay. It's been a while. It's been a little bit. What is it? Two weeks. Done. Yeah. We take two weeks because you can't get your life together. I, I can't. You're just, a, you're just a freaking, this point. freaking mess of a human being. Now. Yes. And that was that was terrible. You obviously it's can't off. This. You yeah, can't even I mean, clean it up. Like yeah, I don't I know of a filter that exists that would get that back. I, can, I can't kind of, do a thing like about listenable that. form. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, and in fact, now I'm being paranoid. I'm gonna just pause our recording real quick and I'm gonna play back what we've got because I want to make sure that we're still good. Okay. So hold on a second. Okay, and we're back, and everything still sounds fine, and we're good. So you know we're not we screwing ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so whatever the, I don't know what triggers it. I do know that the new microphone, the uh, the Shure here, this this bad boy doesn't trigger it as often. The Yeti seemed to misbehave with it quite a bit. Um, I think it has something to do with the USB connections, and and if something goes goes janky then it'll 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 sound like crap um but anyway if that happens that happened to us once before if you remember real early on we did one we lost very one other first episode, episode we lost one of our episodes so it was like single digits i think it was yeah it was like number three it was it was it was three mm-hmm. or four or something like that um 
but yeah, so I mean, so we lost the original 69. So we had to do, you know, a fresh, a fresh 69. Hey, phrasing. You know, because yeah. well, you I mean, now it. you get sloppy seconds. You, get- you know, it's just, it's what. <laughs> Good Lord. This Sorry, the, the, this like, episode's gonna get censored. Come on, the, we're gonna get censored. Like the the thirteen year old boy is strong with this one. <laughs> like it's just you can't. It, it can't be avoided. I, I, I apologize, right <laughs> Lord. There. I apologize for that avoided. right there. <laughs> it can't be avoided. So it's gonna happen. Yeah. So anyway, that's so, so now you. We have been out a couple of weeks because of first because of you and then because of me. Although technically we were out two weeks because of you and only one week because of me. So again, so you won I that win. too. I win that as well. You know, yes. So yeah. Racking up. That, that's, you know, I mean, that's just how these things go. I'm just going to, I, I walk around V's, with man. that fanfare just playing in the background. That's, just that's playing. how I live my life. Yeah. <laughs> I always, if I, okay. So like if, if Bitcoin goes to a trillion dollars, right. Oh. And I'm some kind of a, like, what I'm going to do, I'm going to buy like, I'm going to buy some hot car, right? But I'm going to have it modded, not just with a sound system, like maybe a minor upgrade inside, because like you don't want to add too much weight to the, what I will absolutely <laughs> do just to be an ass to the world, I will figure out, I will find somebody who can build me a sound system that plays the music for the outside of the car <laughs> so that I can roll up somewhere <laughs> with something obnoxious on just because at that point I can. <laughs> just because I can, that is a hundred, like I have a short list. So if I become a trillionaire tomorrow, right? Like you pay off the mortgage, right? You fill up the mm-hmm. 529s, the college accounts, you settle up mm-hmm. retire, you do the responsible things. Sure. And then you have a little bit of fun. That is going to be like day one, buy car, day two, annoy everybody annoy with it. Not just the fact that car. I have it and you don't, but now the fact that I can subject you to whatever random noise that I want. <laughs> Absolutely. Can. I'm going to pull into your driveway and just blast that. <laughs> and I will have one. I will have one. I won't have like, as many. Ultimately, if, if, if Bitcoin goes to a trillion dollars, I won't have as many trillions as you. Uh, but I should still be in fairly good shape. And uh, I'll, I'll you'll be in like the. Yeah, to, you'll be in Trilly Land. Trilly right? Land. Maybe, maybe not as you won't own as much acreage, but you'll you'll be in, in near Trilly Land around the yeah. border. Yeah. I, I would. I, I'd be fine. betting. I'll yeah. allow some crumbs to fall from I'm my be- table. <laughs> I bet, I'm betting bigger on. <laughs> I, I would. Uh, you know, my 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 buying history is such that I would be betting bigger on uh, Ethereum. Like, oh boy, I hope Ethereum yeah, it, takes off. So trillion dollar ETH. I'm set. Tri- to, you know, tri- you got to diversify yeah. a little bit, right? Apparently the I, I I saw something that apparently the staking is going to happen this summer. The merge, the yeah, merge yeah. is going to happen. The merge, we're like we're like two months out or less from the merge. Um, so I'm really curious to see what that does to get. We don't have to go into a whole thing here. Did you but stake? Yeah, I'm, I'm did you stake anything on ETH, ETH two? No, no, I didn't. I didn't either. No, I didn't. I I mean, I'm wondering how so well people are going like to make the out calculation. With that. The calculation that ran in my mind was was this. I'm I'm along like I have long positions, not just BTC and ETH, but like a smattering of of different coins, right? Yeah, same, same. I have I, I, right. I'm I'm a little more concentrated in BTC and ETH, like, but I have I have built some diversification. But I'm I hold long, right? I'm not planning on selling in three months. Hodl. I'm not planning on selling in you two years, hodl. right? Hodl. Um, <laughs> and so. For me, the staking really didn't amount to much. Like, yeah, you can get a little bit of APY and lock it up, 
Um, but the real value is what's if you are if you are like an and a maximalist and just looking at the USD spot price of the coin, right? Which is not necessarily my perspective, but if that's what you care about, um, like once the merge happens, everything will be converted to ETH two. Like you, you're not missing out on anything except a couple of percent APY. Mm, um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't have like, I, like I don't have enough ETH to run staking. So I right. would have had to stake on Coinbase or with a non-custodial, and that's not my crypto, and I just didn't feel comfortable doing that. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I got you. You know, that, that's, and that makes that's sense. What it is. Yeah. No, now totally I know some people. Sense. I know some people that uh, have been mining for like years and have enough that that they could stake. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if they are actively. Um, well, I know Coinbase allowed yeah, you didn't. to do, uh, you didn't have to do the, through Coinbase. And That's fractional. Like, you yeah. could do fractionals. Oh yeah, Coinbase. You could do they, fractionals. Oh, they did the, they did the great service to cryptocurrency of reinventing fractional reserve banking for these digital <laughs> assets. Like, like anybody asked for it. Bunch of jagwagons. It is, it is so, it Goodness is so gracious. funny. I, <laughs> and watching Luna and Terra explode in the last month has been interesting. Like, hey, guess what? You took something that was fundamentally new money, fundamentally a better way to do value storage and transfer, and you chained it to the legacy system that we've got, and then it blew up. Oh my, oh, oi, oi, vey, oh, I, I'm so shocked, I'm surprised, uh, to color, color my face, surprised face. God, <laughs> give me a break. Color I don't my understand. face, I, surprise face <laughs> i just i i guess part of it and maybe i'm cranky old man i just don't understand stablecoin like that that doesn't i don't see the purpose like mm. in in the short term for a transient season i understand how you could make an argument that they bridge fiat to crypto and i'm just my perspective i'm just not interested in doing that mm-hmm. and i i don't if that means adoption takes longer if that means that the process is more painful and costly, fine. I think that is a worthwhile price to pay to have a hard break because you've already seen it. the The world rejoiced when the when the ETFs, the BTC ETFs, came out, and now what happens? Now the crypto markets, because everything is everything is is de facto still pretty much pegged to BTC spot price in USD. Now that gets pegged to the broader markets. So NASDAQ goes down, Bitcoin goes down, right? There's no, I, I, I'm not, I was never as bullish on the ETF as I think some people were because mm. I just don't see the utility. I look at it from a long-term technological standpoint and an opportunity to reinvent how we think about value. And I don't see the reason why these two need to be bound together. And now they are, of course, and the the genie's out of the bottle, and so we have to deal with it. But oh. I mean, it was it was uh, so inevit- that turned into a whole rant. I don't even know where I started that. <laughs> so so you're let's let's back up just briefly. I don't want to go too deep down the down the um, the, yeah, the cryptocurrency rabbit hole. Thing, but I apologize. The part the part that you're talking about here is that. Um, t- Certain coins have attached themselves to uh, the the U.S. dollar, right? Is is that is that what happened? Yeah, that's that's the idea of a stable, right? So so when you say, oh, the critics will say, oh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Doge, they're they're based on nothing. They have right, they're based on value. right stable coin. 
uh, like a like Lunaterra, like a Tether, like there's a million of them now. Like the stable coins, what they say is no, actually, our price, like when you look at the BTC spot price in USD, you'll see it fluctuate. And right now it's maybe $30,000 right. per Bitcoin, right? A stable coin aims to always have exactly a one US dollar spot price. Right. So the idea is the 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 organization will mint stable coin when they have actual USD cash or an instrument that's that's close enough in in value and liquidity to it in their holdings. Mm-hmm. So if they can raise a billion dollars in capital, they they store that and then they they mint a billion coins and they're always in parity and they're you know, it's it's Wall Street quote providing liquidity unquote to the market, which I again I have issues with that. Like they're based, they're market making. I don't think that's valuable. Um, I mean, it's value, it's money, but it's like financial engineering. It's not actual product or or export or you know value to real people. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, these stable coins they always aim to trade at one dollar. Right. And what happened recently uh, is Luna exploded, and it doesn't anymore. They call it depegging when the stablecoin is no longer worth exactly one U.S. dollar. It doesn't do what it's designed to do anymore. Yeah. Now the Luna coin is actually called Terra, but its code the the code is Luna, Terra, right? Well, there's Luna and Terra, right? So, they, so I forget which is which, but but one is one is pegged to the USD, and one's another coin, and there's an an arbitrage process that they do things with, and and so one yeah. of them depegged from the from the dollar from yeah. the dollar causing and, and the, like ridiculous inflation on the other side and then people say oh look here's proof that crypto doesn't work and it's like no here's proof of what happens when US dollars get involved in things right, like, I, right. I look okay. at it a little so the people price- say oh bitcoin is down Forty thousand dollars in value over the past year. I look at it and say, no, the U.S. dollar is now worth that much less because there are that much more of them. That's (laughs) maybe I have a no, no. You have you have the right way of looking at it. And the other thing that I, you know, you know, oh, how much did you lose in the cryptocurrency crash of of you know early twenty twenty two? Nothing because I didn't sell any of it. So you know, yeah, yeah, yes, and. This is, I mean, this is classic, um, you know, um, greenhorn, you know, newbie, non-investor, non-investor thinking. Uh, when really anyone who really understands this stuff, when people get nervous, I get greedy. When when people mm-hmm. get greedy, I get nervous, you know, and right now people are yeah. nervous. And so what's the smart thing to do? Go buy some more because yeah. all the prices are down. It's, it's going to come back. So yeah. just, just buy I mean, some I, more. I mean, DCA. DCA and and hold for the long term. That's the advice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've just dollar clear, uh, 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 phrasing dollar cost averaging DCA dollar. Yes, cost thank averaging. you. My like my first Bitcoin, I bought at forty five dollars. Like I have seen crashes. I like the current correction from seventy thousand to thirty thousand is is nothing. Like for any of you <laughs> who are new to the crypto space, like. I've got scars older than your market position. So like, don't worry. It's going to be fine. Uh, don't spend more than you can lose and everything will be wonderful in a few years. That's like, <laughs> and and part of that, like part of that is understanding the traditional financial markets and how money itself works and yeah, how our U.S. A lot of this works. Is just and then the other half knowledge. of it. Yeah. And then the other half of it is I understand the technology. So like I know uh-huh. what's happening from both ends and a lot of the pundits you hear they have one side or the other. They're either they're either 
very book smart kids that mind a bunch of coin, but they don't have life experience to truly understand how the real world works. They lack perspective or they're TradFi guys, they're sales bros, and they understand the traditional or or they're just very well-respected people who are entrenched in the traditional markets and have been for 40 years, don't truly understand why the technology is different. Uh, there are a couple of people who understand both sides and they they wind up being like really valuable to listen talking mm -hmm. to, um, mm -hmm. but they're hard to find and it's hard to find. And then you always, whenever you're listening to financial advice from anybody, you got to wonder what their position is and uh -huh. what their motives are and, and what they're, even if they have the, even if they have enough knowledge on both sides of the house, the business and the technology to understand what they're talking about, what is their motivation for saying the things that they say? And so there's all these metacognition that kicks in and uh, you believe what you want to believe, right? We're, we're in a post fact world. Isn't that the, the new thing? Post truth yeah. world oh, or whatever gosh, it is. Yeah. So believe what you want to believe for this is what I just tell people. Like you lie to your, you lie to me all you want. Just don't lie to yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Jeez. A uh, couple things that we covered last week uh, that failed to make it back through, but I think are definitely worth revisiting. Uh, one, we talked a little bit about it already. The the PC thing. So I I bought a new PC, um, and this is the first time in forever that I haven't built it myself completely from scratch, owing to the. Uh, to the uh, graphics card shortage. So I still, I could have bought the card. It would have been more than no, half you, the cost of the device. Let me say, so it is, it is more accurate to say that you bought a graphics card with a machine wrapped with a machine it. wrapped around it. Exactly. Because they were able to, they were selling the cards at a reasonable price that, um, yeah. you know, like, the card that they were including for, I don't know how much it was. Let's say it was a thousand bucks. Okay. So thousand dollar card. I could go and find that card. That card would cost 1500 or 1700. Yeah. So instead of that, I'll pay them the thousand bucks and get all the new equipment around it. And so I end up getting, there's, there's markup. I mean, they're making money good for them. Yeah. So you, so like but, not asking for specific numbers, but you, you they build you a thousand dollars for the card on the market you would have paid 15 maybe you paid two grand for everything all in and I, you didn't have to worry about building it yeah i mean not having to worry about building it was eh, it's, that's a pro and a con like that's, that's an a, afternoon that's an yeah afternoon. i enjoy and it's it. kind of I mean, fun too i i like it's, that yeah, yeah right so so i'm, right? I'm not calling that's why i said but you it's upgraded a pro and a con but you upgraded to water cooling, which I don't know. I've I've the last two or three builds I did, I thought about going to water cooling, mm -hmm. and I just to be. I know I lose. I know I have to take a punch out of my nerd card for this, but I like. I never felt confident enough to do it. Okay, and I don't so, know why. Like I just. Yeah. All right. So I don't mind. I don't mind sharing. So my my total bill was about okay. twenty. It was about twenty seven hundred. Um, okay. It was. Um, uh, let's see here. I have a, uh, GeForce RTX 3070, uh, the latest bleeding edge. Like they're, they're talking about a 3090, but really 3080 is the, is the top, top end. Mm -hmm. And so 37 is one step like off of one, that. It is yeah, one, and it's one a tiny step, step. Like you could, there are 3060s and 3050s that you could get now, that are you, still competitive. Is it, is it an Intel or a Ryzen rig? This is an Intel rig. This is an Intel. You rig. went Intel. See, went that Intel. surprises me a little bit. So yeah. I did some research and <clears throat> Tom's hardware is saying right now, especially if you go with the GeForce, like that's just GeForce Intel 
performance-wise, is demonstrably better. Um, okay. Now, I mean, we are talking with the Ryzen, right? Yeah. And so we're talking now. We're talking some some serious min-max. Well, I I mean, I could I looked at the ATI stuff too, and you know, because um, AMD and ATI, I think they're owned by the same people now. Like they've they've sort of paired themselves yeah. up to you know, compete against Intel. And, I think AMD and bought ATI years ago. I think ago. they did. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're made to go with each other. Um, but right now the, you know, top dog is, but you the, wanted the 3780. So yeah. Uh, 3070, 3070 or 37. Um, I, I, I that's okay. Um, and so, uh, but even still like the Intel, this generation is apparently demonstrably better. They have bigger bars. Gotcha. They have, they just yeah. have demonstrably bigger bars. No, and you're, than the and you're not optimizing you're not optimizing for overall general purpose platform horsepower. You are optimizing for gaming. Well, because I mean, you in do this like particular email build, and it does. you do like Outlook and Slack and gaming. Like that <laughs> is the thing that you need. I, so that makes per- yeah. like that decision process seems. Yeah, I mean, sound. like if I go really hardcore, uh, I'm not doing as much development these days, but occasionally I will run a VM or two. Usually, uh, it's a. Um, mm-hmm. I'm using VirtualBox with Vagrant to run Linux things so that, you know, for development purposes. But this machine has more than enough horsepower to do that. It's not optimized around that, but it can totally do that. Um, so um, so interesting things I learned from this. Uh, you know, I used a company called Origin, Origin PC. These guys came from, they were uh, apparently original Alienware guys. And then Alienware got bought by Dell. And then a bunch of people left Alienware and started doing the same thing again. And under this moniker origin, uh, they have a, they clearly have a partnership with Corsair because all of the gear was Corsair. Like it's Corsair towers. I had, I had a hundred different options of Corsair light up fans that I could have done. And, you know, a dozen Corsair, uh, cooling options. Like it was all Corsair branded, which is fine. Uh, I'm actually fairly impressed with it. Um, so, uh, it's got a really cool interior lighting system that I haven't had before. I did. I remember I did cold. <laughs> my first build I did. I, I I was over the summer in when I was in college. It was my senior year. So this would have been 2002, 2003 time period. I bought a case. I bought a Dremel. I cut out my own window and mounted plexiglass nice. in there. I had cold yep. cathode ray tubes. Do you remember that? That was the big technology oh, for the yeah. light ups was cold oh, cathode yeah. ray tubes. <laughs> and so I had all that stuff in there. I haven't done light up since ever since I was like, yeah, it's too much work. Screw it. Just put a panel on it. I don't care. Um, this yeah. came with a glass panel. So I went, ah, screw it. We'll do with this. So it's got, it's got a set of lights, LEDs going around it. Some fun stuff there. Um, and uh, it's got, uh, so I did water cooling. So I have this heat sink. It's vertically mounted in the front of the case, right behind the fans, the entire fan. This is another thing that has changed since the last time I built last. I've been watching it generationally. Have you noticed how the stuff, uh, the front panel has just progressively just shrunk to nothing? You know, you had floppies back in the day and then it was CD drives oh, yeah. and then DVD drives. Now it's nothing. Like they don't even, it wasn't even an option for me to get CD or DVD drives. Really? They are gone. They are completely now, is that gone. A, that's a standard ATX case. It's a standard ATX case. I, okay. It will. So the last, the last build I did, I went with, um, uh, what's not, not M- Yeti. Oh, oh, mini micro, uh, Falcon oh, Northwest. No. The, the manufacturer, I can't think. 
oh my gosh, I'm going to kill myself. The name of I'll, the, I'll link it. But wait, the name of the case? Link the case manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, and, um, goodness. Oh, I know who it you're talking matter. about. Uh, um, but it's a, it's a, a, uh, not a full tower. Uh, it's bigger. Um, oh, it's expanded. It's bigger I, than a like full I've tower. Like I've never. Yeah. Max yeah, tower. Huge. Mega tower. So I have, uh, I get that. I always made sure there were bays. And I have never built a machine without an optical drive. Right. Like I, since like after after the SD cards and the floppies and all of that, I always even this one still. Now I built this in like 2015, 16 time. Frame. Yeah, you and I both built uh, our kits at the a, same time. I remember that. There's a there's a Blu-ray, right? Yeah, so I, I have, have one too. I have Blu-ray in, in that one. I have um, I have it. If I, I were going to build one it. today, and you know what? When I uh, a couple of months ago, I just I got to the point where I I had to upgrade. Wound up buying that M1 Pro. Um, it's it's got no it's got no drive in it and yeah i kind of like oh should feels i weird. buy their little super drive dongle thing oh, and i man. didn't Apple and, and i dongles, still boy. haven't i do don't even get me started. so After many last, dongles but, so I, many dongles <laughs> and something something in my bones tells me that like they might actually go USB-C. um oh yeah now it's been like 10 years it's been about a decade so i think with the iphone Four, I want to say they move from their old wider 30 pin connector to the new digital uh, mm-hmm. lightning, the, mm-hmm. the 16 pin, yeah, uh, four, 16, whatever it is. And the one that's um, it's reversible, you can go in either direction with it. And yeah, so you yeah, don't have yeah. to worry about USB superposition, right? Um, well, the, the old pins that that was fine, but um, it's been about a decade since their change, and now USB C is a thing. And I'm wondering because some of their uh, charging bricks are the other end is now C. So I have a, um, I have a I'm test. wondering if, no, no, I think it's going to happen. So the, I have a, I have a Mac laptop here. It is all USB-C. It's, it's a newer, mm-hmm. it's a newer mm-hmm. model. It has all USB-C. They are holding yeah. out on the iPhone and we may have even talked about this because I, I, I don't think Apple's not all in here because if they were, they would have made their flagship device, the iPhone, it would have had USB-C. So they're holding on because it's their lightning standard and I'll believe them that when they're all in, when they in fact go USB-C with the iPhone. I think it'll happen. I think it should happen, but it hasn't yet. So part of the resistance, as it always has been, is going to be their ability to effectively move as much peripheral if they move to C. Because if they move to C, like if I can charge charge my iPhone with USB-C, I am how much more, how much less likely to buy an They're Apple charging cable. brick and USB-C yep. cable, yep. right? Yep. And I, I, that's, I mean, you know, that's part of the calculus. Oh, hundred percent. Um, I was going to, I was going to lump it under a more broad definition of not invented here syndrome. Like Apple is the king of not invented here syndrome. They always want no, all their I think, own stuff. So, so I think, I think that's like 10% engineering and 90% sales. I think they mm. leg- when they do that, there are technical specifications that are sometimes meaningful and sometimes kind of on paper different from the extant wider market standard. Right. Um, so you can, I think, make a case that their standards are better. And if you're all in, you're all in and you're in the ecosystem, blah, blah, blah. More meaningfully, though, um, they get to sell more. Dongles. Yeah, I think like they get they get to sell the mark. Like, are you kidding they, me? They okay. love to. They love. I they man. They love Apple. Loves them to dangle some dongles. They 
They really yeah. love the uh, phrasing. They just love it. I hate it. On episode 69, dongles. Man. <laughs> so anyway, back to the back to the the machine here. Yeah, um, what were we talking about? We were talking about um we we're talking about the build here. Um so uh it was cool that there's no there's no optical drives of any kind. Uh and in this build I completely forewent any SSDs. It's all M2s, although technically an M2 drive is a form factor, it's still an SSD, but it is uh, significantly smaller and it looks right. right on the motherboard. Uh, that's the first time I've used those in my home build. I love these freaking things. Like I don't have the cables. Yeah, they're nice. I, they're small. It's, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. I want to see the more rigs. M2. Yeah. More M2. I can, I can already see even what's going to happen the last time here. I built. Yeah, the last even one the last you built? time when I when I built my rig, uh, there was even at that and again 2015, 16 time frame. That was M2 early. Was, was early. enough of a standard. Yeah. Uh, my OS drive is, and now it's small. It's, 64 128 but i don't need a big os drive because right. i got a whole i got a half a dozen spinning rusts in there too right so i i lose the nice factor but if you i mean let's say you want to like, like a two terabyte m2 guess what all of those cables all of those drives Gone. physical space all of the heat that they generate poof, noise like, yeah, energy no it's it's huge the noise, so, and the that's power. actually oh, yeah that's actually what I did. I have a one terabyte M2 for my operating system, and then I have a two terabyte M2 for my data. So super duper cool. Um, really tiny, eliminates a ton of clutter on the machine. I love it. Um, I went cheap with the um, with the RAM. I got the cheapest possible RAM option because I knew that that was going to be marked up crap. Um, so I just got the cheap option, and then I I personally upgraded it to the full 128 that the that the motherboard. It is amazing to watch to watch my i watch the system usage and the bar is just so tiny compared to percentage wise oh look at that look at all that empty space i love it i turned off window paging it's all so and and now slack is down to utilizing 40 percent of your system memory which is great (laughs) you have so much overhead (laughs) jeez Uh, i know I, i knew you were waiting for it um and then, so the other thing that I did that was new in this one was the water cooling. I had never done it before, um, mostly because I didn't mm-hmm. trust myself. I wanted somebody else to do it. And so I see the system yeah. now, which is nice. So I've got some exposure to it. Um, it's a giant radiator. It's inside the unit. It's I think I mentioned before, it's behind the fans. It's sitting vertically. There are a couple different, depending on the case and the way the case is developed, there are a couple different placements. I like what this one does because it uses the front area, which now no longer has any drives puts it right up against three giant 120 millimeter fans. And that's another thing. All the fans are huge. They're all 120 millimeters or bigger. And so they're really, really quiet. Even when this machine is absolutely cranking, it's really, really quiet, which I love. Um, And so the fans blow through the radiator and keep it cool. And the radiator, uh, right now it only uh, supports the CPU. I don't have it hooked up to the, uh, to the G force. It would have been a huge aftermarket expense to radiate the, um, the, the card. So I skipped it. Um, the card itself is massive. It takes up three slots. It is so big. Um, and they, these things so just it's like a, it's like a, a literal brick. It is a point. giant. Like, it is a, a massive. That is brick. the size yes. of a brick. I promised last week that I would take pictures so that you could see it. And, and I will, um, it's But, it stands alone by itself, which is kind of cool. And But the inside of the case between the absence of the SSDs, the absence of the little fans, because now I've got the cooler over top of the CPU, so I don't have one of those little tiny, you know, 80 millimeter fans on top of the uh, CPU. Um, 
and just the lack of cables. It's gorgeous. It's this elegant simplicity of it. It's yeah. just beautiful. I love it. Um, I had the, my old unit was mounted under my desk. I've got this one actually sitting on my desk. I can look at it and I love looking at it. It's just fun to look at. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. Um, so yeah, so I did that. That's, that's pretty cool. If you're looking to do builds, um, I can definitely recommend origin PC. I, uh, their, their online ordering was super easy. There were a ton of customization options and, um, um, it re- turnaround was like a week custom build. It was turnaround was a Not week bad. and the cables themselves. I didn't order custom sleeving or anything like that, but that's to wrap the, the cables. They still do a really nice tight job, keeping all the cables clean right. and, and organized. That's really what you're paying for. Like that, that white glove service. So um, yeah, I can definitely, I've got two picks this week. That's the, the, the first one. Uh, and I'm not, this is not a sponsor. We, we have no sponsors yet. Although origin, give us a call. I'd be happy to sponsor you. Uh, and, Super, super good origin PC. Check them out. Super augmented, silent, and deadly. I just might end up enjoying this. Okay, and the other one is actually a couple weeks old. This one came up while you were sick, and we've been talking about it, but we never, you know, we didn't talk about it on the show. Well, we did last week, and then it died. Um, I ordered, and this time, last week, I didn't have it when we were talking. This week, I made sure I have it. So I got, uh, I ordered this tablet called uh, the Remarkable Tablet. This is a, so... Kindle uses the e-ink. It was like a Kickstarter, right? It was a Kickstarter. Um, So you know how Kindle uses e-ink to read. It's the Mm -hmm. same technology, only now you have a pen and you can actually write and you end up with a very natural feeling and natural looking handwriting experience. And so it's this tablet that's designed for note taking. Um, You and I have both been for a long time notepad carriers, you know, keep something nearby to write notes. We've both tried a number of different form factors to, you know, find something that's easy to carry around from, um, I've used, um, uh, the moleskins and the the legal pads and you're using, you've got the little, I went, I had at one point of the, the, yeah, the smaller ones I've used the moleskin, the full size, the little mini one you can fit in your pocket. I've Mm -hmm. done all kinds of different things right now. I've got like a baker's dozen, of these mini legal pad sheets uh, on my desk with a bunch of notes that are disorganized. He's got, he's got like a pile of them. They're, they're, they're these it's, no, it is literally yeah. like yeah. there's like 13 or 15 of these things. And um, what a mess. Disgusting. I, I, I've never, I just, I, I've never found something that really felt like it worked. Right. For me. Right. So I would recommend checking out this because this really works. The nice thing about it is, it never runs out of paper. It's digital. So I just keep expanding it and it has organization mm-hmm. functions built in so I can have different, they call them notebooks and I can have different things inside of it. Uh, again, I'm doing a lot of recommendations of product today and it sounds like I'm, this is, these are like sponsored bits. They're Chill. not. This is, Chill. <laughs> these are not sponsors. This is just cool crap that I've been playing with. So uh, I watched these guys for a long time and I finally took the plunge. I wish I had done it sooner. Um, the writing experience on this thing is amazing. It feels very natural. Uh, I just, I'm not sure if the microphone's going to pick this up, but this is what it sounds like as you're writing. Okay, so I can yeah, see, I, okay, so there's a little bit of the wavelength. I think I got a little bit of it. So that's what it sounds like. So it feels, there's good tactile feel to it. It, it erases with the, you know, the, the nub of the pen uh, is the eraser. Like it's, it's cool. It's really, really cool. Now, um, what about, um, so, so I have two, I have, I guess I have like four. Okay, it's five. Now it's six. They're multiplying. I have questions. So, uh, so, okay. 
<laughs> so first many of questions, all, so um, many questions. <laughs> how responsive is it? So e-ink is is historically slow to respond. Yes, I'm right. thinking about a how much is the lag time of the ink showing up behind the stylus when you're writing, and then b related to that. How responsive is it when you're like paging through notes to look for something? Right. And what is that experience okay. like? Because that's like you, I can, there are a billion different systems where I can write stuff down. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to bring it back up when I need it. Right. Exactly. Um, it's so writing is super highly responsive. Uh, I mean, you don't build a thing okay. like this and not have it responsive because I need, as I push it, I expect the ink to Microsoft show. Microsoft would. Well, I mean, that's a fair point. Yeah. That's a fair point. Um, it's not by Microsoft, though. So, you know. Yeah. Um, so it might actually work. So it might actually work. So the response, responsiveness is really, really good. Battery life is really good. Um, there is a delay. <clears throat> excuse me. There is a slight delay when you're closing and opening. But mm-hmm. once you're in and you're writing. Closing and is, opening like the the thing at the device. Closing, uh, turning the device on. Uh, closing a a notebook, virtual notebook inside, okay. and then you know mm-hmm. closing a file, opening a file as it's loading it. Right. Um, you can do the, it. Actually, has a it has an understanding of swipe gestures too, so you can pull down a oh. menu and you can uh, swipe left and, and right. And flipping through a notebook pages. would be like left and right. Okay, like, okay. it's it, which is very cool. And within it, within a notebook, those that paging is reasonably quick. It's reasonably quick. There's a little okay. bit of a lag as it's as it's clearing and drawing. That's the you know, because it's doing so much of it. It's doing an entire, you know, wiping yeah. a whole page and then putting a whole page up. So there's a slight delay. It's not anything that's going to like irritate you though. You're not going to sit there and go, right, oh, for right. God's sakes, come on. You know, it's, you're underneath yeah. of the, of the come on man threshold. That, that's, that's okay. what I'll say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It has, so, so the experience on the device, super, super good. Where it needs work is outside the device. So it's not easy to uh, get stuff on and off of the device. They they talk about their integrations and they are cool, but they're really one directional. I, I, you know, like when I saw, oh, integrated with Dropbox, cool. So I can, I have a folder on Dropbox where when I hit save, this stuff just poof, just magically appears Goes in there. my Dropbox. That's not what happens. It's, uh, oh, I'm integrated with Dropbox. I can go and pull down a thing from Dropbox. Like if I had a PDF or a ebook or something like that, which, okay, that's nice. So you can render files. So you can download files from Dropbox into it to render, but you can't upload. Right, exactly. And so, which is kind of like, what's the freaking point? You know, like for the, I don't care about ebooks. I don't care about reading PDFs. What I care about, like, you have a awesome writing tablet. uh, Like, I want to write. Is there like a public, is there like a, what what is that site called? Is it user voice? Is that the one where like you vote on people vote on? Is there like anything like, are they, are they doing that? Like, have they acknowledged that like this is half broken? I can't. Or so, half built, depending so on whether the, things, the glass is half empty or <laughs> empty halfway. So to make this show at least a little relevant to our original to our, to our to our stated goal and topic and purpose and audience here, one of the things that I have learned in doing software development and li- and soliciting and listening to feedback is that if you're hearing it from one person, chances are very 
very, very good that that person is not the only one who's saying it. And so you have to. Unless they're typing in all caps and have nothing good. There is right. There is the same reason that I don't pay attention to one or five star reviews. (laughs) Like I exclude you. Exactly. So there, there is as much art as there is science to this. You, you you have to learn to read the stitches on the fastball. I'm playing. I'm using a lot of metaphors here, but generally speaking, if the, if the feedback is sane, logical, rational, well-reasoned thought out, well thought out, Chances are very, very good that the person you're hearing this from is one of a some size audience of your product that is seeing and experiencing it. And so uh, it becomes this this game of figuring out, you know, where is the most feedback? And you can you can do things to solicit it and things like that. But anyway, my point is with this device, I'm seeing this stuff. It's super obvious. I have there is no way in hell. They don't already know it because it's just so obvious. I have a writing device. You're connecting me to services. All I want to do is put my notes on that service or pull my notes from that service. And it's that's it. That's it. I don't care about all this other crap. That's not the and point. And it's it's uh it, Wi-Fi or do you have to plug it in? This is Wi-Fi. Now you can plug it, it in. It has Wi-Fi. It has Wi-Fi. Uh, what about? What about charging? USB-C? USB-C. Or is it that micro? USB-C. USB-C. Okay. It is USB-C. Uh, and battery life. Battery life is outstanding on this thing. It lasts it? forever. Okay. I have charged it. I've yeah. had it for a couple of weeks and I think I've charged it twice. Um, so it's gotcha. very, very okay. power efficient, which is very good. Um, and does it do, does it have any, and this, this may be something that's cloud enabled and thus they've proven that they don't have that story solved all the way yet, but like. Can it OCR handwriting to make things searchable? It does. It re- purportedly does it. I haven't played with it, you know, because I just want my handwritten notes. I haven't, I haven't played with the OCR, right. but I probably should and, and report back. Um, mm. It does. Cause it I know I saw on their website that one of the other things you can do with it. And I think you, a it's, it's gotta be plugged into the computer, which does make sense. But B, you have to have their cloud subscription, which is sucky. Um, you can plug it in and then use it as like a Zoom whiteboard, which actually for me would be kind of clutch. So I yeah, would not that, be happy about that adding is a cool. subscription. Yeah, so that is cool that you can you can use it. As I wonder a- if there would be like, I wonder if there's like maybe like a a, a third party driver or hack or something where Probably. I think you were going to say Wacom like. Like if you could, because Zoom has a whiteboard feature on it, could I just bring up Zoom's native whiteboard and then use this as a generic input? I mean, that to me would be work around that. Yeah, more, more than more than the ability to read PDFs or eBooks, that would to me would be yeah. a super killer feature. Unfortunately, right now, uh, it's attached to Wi-Fi and it's attached to their subscription service, and so you have to pay the subscription service to connect to the device. This is the part that this kind of annoys me. It's a Wi-Fi enabled device and I'm going over Wi-Fi to my local machine to, and, and then what happens is a window shows up on my computer and I can draw on the tablet and then that it showed the page that I'm drawing on In shows up on the screen. Right. So then you go into something like zoom and you share that window. Screen share. Now you're, you're yeah, screen sharing. Right. That's how it works. I've done it. It's, it is really cool mm-hmm. because the other nice thing about that as opposed to something like a Wacom tablet is it's actually the drawing that you're doing is on the thing that you're drawing. Yeah. And so you're not doing this you like can see it. 
Right. You don't have to get used to using that interface without looking at it. Like that's a, cause that's a thing. That is a a thing. Getting used to drawing on those, uh, on those, on those stylus things and looking at the screen for your drawing, like how your, your drawing and your output are disconnected is a, is a, is a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, so brain is not meant to work that way. Yeah. So it is cool. It is, it is, it is very cool to, uh, to do that. Um, but it's attached to their subscription service, which I feel is kind of, garbage like uh, yeah like unless i i haven't looked under the hood at at the software too deeply unless it is actually i mean i guess it could be doing the full trip where it's using the subscription service wi-fi all the way out to the subscription service so for that and then the desktop so for that one i think out to the subscription well so here's so here's where here's where they have a leg and i'm just thinking as a like having been a professional software developer for a minute um you build that feature into the device, right? Everything right. that's on the device that stays on the device that you don't need Wi-Fi for, I think you buy the product, you get access to the features, and that's the end of the deal. Um, anything that requires ongoing maintenance and development from them, there is rationale for them to then charge a subscription because Agreed. now okay. Windows, now you move to a Windows 11 PC, maybe that software doesn't work the same as it did on Windows 10, and so we have to have somebody on staff to, you right. know. Um, I for something like that that's a static feature that does not require like network cloud connection anything like that i would kind of prefer to pay a little bit more for the device itself and have you fund your maintenance mm-hmm. developers mm-hmm. off of higher product price like um like if it's a $300 device i'd rather pay 4 and not have a monthly subscription um or even 5 and not right. have a monthly subscription if that enables you to fund that maintenance work and keep up with OS changes for whatever platform right. you support, you know. Um, but I see, like, I don't like it. I would rather pay more for the thing up front, but I get why they would say that would require a subscription, not because you're using their services, but because, like, they need to fund development and it's an yeah. indie company. Is is it, because I know it's a Kickstarter, is it actually, because some of these operations like Kickstarter, like, they're oh, fly yeah, by night. Yeah. two independent guys and it's actually like they've got corporate backing and it's like a pretty polished thing and yeah they just are using public money uh, I, I don't know what the actual backing is of them i do know that they run themselves like a legit business which is what i want to see um you know contrary to maybe yeah. popular opinion about um about kickstarters but i like it when i'm kickstarting an actual business and not just a dude with an idea um because i yeah i think you and i have both kickstarted a couple of those they never ship they don't they almost never ship yeah i've I've had two or three of those that i backed and nothing ever came of them um i think the best the best success you have is where like is where you have a maybe it was a guy in his garage or maybe it was a, a very small but an actual company you backed um or that had a successful Kickstarter and now this is either V2 or this is like a new different kind of product or so, like this is not their first Kickstarter and they're also leveraging the experience they had and the business that they already have, um, but leveraging this for funding because mm-hmm. maybe that they're not in a position where they could get VC. Like that makes sense to me. I feel I feel much better about those. Right, right. So uh, they do have they do have two subscription plans. One is cheaper and doesn't include the um, okay. So the handwriting conversion that is actually a service. I'm looking at it right now. So it is so, okay. but that's based on the subscription. So I don't 
I don't think yeah. there, none of that OCR is happening on the device. It's happening in their in their cloud, which yeah. I think makes sense. It sends it up, they translate yeah. it, and then they send so it. So you can out. do the cheap version that just does cloud storage of your notes. If that's really all you're interested in, then you can plug it in USB to your computer. It creates a uh a web server effectively you go to a, a an ip address and you can pull all of the files down i think down. that to me of of the things that we're talking about that is the largest shortcoming i should be able to plug That's this the in dumbest thing it, it is it should appear like a usb or it a should appear drive, like a usb right? exactly like, and i should be able to pull the files out and that should be the end yeah. of it so that to me is probably the largest shortcoming of it you know specifically but generally speaking to be honest with you it was probably a lot cheaper to do it that way when oh, i'm think sure about, when you think about dealing with drivers and then also cross-platform yeah much easier to open a open a web socket i'm not I mean? arguing with the simplicity but i ux am, is terrible though yeah the ux is bad i mean and ux counts for a lot and you know ease of use counts yeah. for a lot and that, that that's especially the, for a productivity device like for that's a productivity device here. exactly right yeah so so i'm not totally enamored with that but the hands-on experience with it is really really good um they're not super expensive but they're not super cheap either so, so here's yeah so what's what's the cheapest i could get in and out and then what's the spinning rooms so there's the, the, the you, you can buy the device for 300 bucks okay you get okay. just the that device seems- that okay. seems reason. I mean, that's on par with an iPad or a Kindle or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so there is... They're in the right ballpark. Right. So that, just the device. Now, they have a... They have two different markers that you can get. There's the basic marker, mm-hmm. and then there's the marker plus. Now, here's the thing. This is how they get you. The device itself is 300 bucks. The marker is not included. As far as I can tell, um, you have to pick a marker and the basic marker is 79 bucks. And then they have the marker plus for 129. The only difference between See, this bugs the crap out of me. Why not call the product uh, 179 and then add 50 if you want the plus? Like, why play that game? Because, You're not fooling anybody. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, I don't. Um, I don't disagree with you. I yeah. think it's 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 cheesy marketing stuff that kind of reminds me of how they sell razors. Um, yeah. But uh, okay, so so base base price is three eighty. Uh, base price would be effectively Eff- effectively three eighty. Okay. If I if I'm re- if now I can get a marker plus the different the only difference is the plus marker has an eraser on the back. Norm the normal marker you have to use the interface to actually erase things to pick go switch to a racer and you, go back this one you, you just actually have upside a, down it's kind of like a clipping it's, it's like a cropping tool where you actually circle the things yeah. you want to erase and it just erases it this thing you actually flip it upside down the eraser's built in and it, it just wipes gotcha. that's a clever upsell i don't probably I don't, worth it yeah. i don't oh it's totally worth it i use the i use the tip eraser all the time so 80 mm-hmm. to 130 is it a 50 dollar upgrade mm. i mean i went full bore with it but i don't know if it'd be worth that um and then on top of that, you can something get, you could do without if you were super priced, like wanted it, but you were price right, conscious, right? But uh, worth you it can, if you if you have the spend, right? Um, now, the thing is too with the markers, uh, maybe part of the reason that they're separate, I don't know. These things might be available generally speaking because Remarkable is not the only type of these digital tablets. Other types of stylus type 
devices might work. And so if you already have one, maybe you don't want to spend the money. So I could see that too. Um, then you there is the folio. So you get the device, but you don't have it wrapped in anything, you know? And for a device like this, you kind of want a screen protector around it when you're not using it. Um, you can get a basic folio for 80 bucks or, does this pricing sound familiar? Basic folio for 80 bucks. And then you get the, uh, which is a, it's a, it's a folder effectively that it slides in and out of, and it's not, it's, mm -hmm. it's cheaper fabric materials, or you can get the book folio, which it actually sits inside of with a magnetic attached hinge on it. That's 130 bucks. So again, $50 upgrade. same deal, same yeah. deal. Uh, and you can get, but you don't need, you don't need a case for it. Whereas you, you actually need the marker. So a little right. bit of a difference, but True. same pricing jump. Yeah. But then, but then, I mean, like the device is made to, like the edge of it is magnetized. It's made to plug into this thing. Right, right. And then the folio, again, markups, you can do the basic gray plastic polymer for 130 and then, or you can get the premium leather for 170. So like you can see There's as this thing goes here, you, yeah. you end up, it ends up adding up pretty quickly. You end up, so it says, Oh, from 299, you end up spending like 700 bucks when you, you get all the all things. In. If you go spinning rims, yeah. If you go spinning rims is 700 bucks, which, you know, I will say I went spinning rims. It's nice. Like uh, it, this is clearly how it was intended to be used. Still, though, I don't and it's know, a good experience. Like I don't understand. I don't, I don't know much about these like styluses, styli. Uh, if you could use something else, you did like, if you don't actually have to buy it from them, like, I don't know how that, I don't know how that tech works. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure but, either. But like segmenting the market between three and 700 with the tiers that they have and the things that they offer, like that's, that sounds reasonable. It, it is reasonable. What I what I don't like, maybe I have to go back through the process because let me let me see here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and buy this. So I'm gonna choose a marker. Oh, it says no thanks. I don't need a marker. So, but you'll need a marker if you want to sketch on the display. Can I use my thing without a marker? Uh, if you're only reading oh, it. Oh, so that probably. So, so somebody, you said it, you can read PDFs in PDFs. E somebody e wants to use it just like a Kindle, then nope. you wouldn't need. Why the, why the hell would anyone well, why do would you that, buy this though? product? Why, why would, would you, you buy this buy product? Exactly. So that, that to me, like I get that you're offering Because the ebook, the, the e-ink Kindle is only like a hundred bucks now or something, right? Yeah. I, they're so, price? they're so cheap. Kindles are so cheap. Um, and honestly, depending on the PDF, if you're dealing with any kind of rich formatting, color, graphics, Kindle and, and e-ink is not the way you want to read that anyway. Like when I read, I'm a fantasy book reader. And a lot of times the fantasy books come at the front with maps. There's a map of the fictitious mm -hmm. world. I mm -hmm. never look at the maps on the Kindle. I always bust out either the, the desktop app or I pull out my smartphone and I look at the, and I look at the map oh, yeah. on a rich device so that I can zoom in and I can actually see the details and the coloring and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, like, I get what you're trying to do here, but nobody's using it for that. People buy this to write on. Um, so, no, it is not yeah, including like a marker. The, you have to pick a marker. And it looks like the the newer gen uh, Kindle paper whites are, like, in the 150 ballpark, depending on whether the backlight or not. Yeah, the backlight is nice on them. It's it's a really nice, uh, really nice backlight on them. Yeah, uh, that was a that's a that's a nice improvement over the previous models, I think. Um, and remarkable doesn't have the back, the backlight. There's no backlighting on this, but the idea is that you're again, and intended audience here writing. It's for, like, I'm not yeah, going to write in yeah. the dark. It's a writing device, right? Yeah. 
but I, like I have considered over the years, I have considered buying a Kindle. Um, now I, I like this device for writing. Like, hello, hello, fellow technologists. I too have considered your writing implement. <laughs> eh. I'm just saying, for me, I look at it as kind of a two for one. Like, if I can, if I can do ebooks and stuff on it too. That, it that makes it more compelling because I don't have like an e-reader. I like actually, I like dead trees. You like so. dead tree. I, I really like e-readers just because instant gratification. Um, I like Kindle mm-hmm. specifically because instant gratification. I can buy the book yeah. right there and then poof, three seconds later, I'm downloads reading Downloads and yeah. I, I mean, yeah. that is, that is really, now, can, really is nice. it just, is it just, um, is it just e-books in a specific format and PDFs or can it render other? content like other file types you know i don't know if it renders other stuff those are the two that it calls out it might try to i wouldn't imagine that it would open like a mm. word doc though if that's what you're getting at. Right. i haven't tried right. it um gotcha. but ebook and pdf right. is is the intent the intended reading audience but again i say intended cool. in quotes me, there this is clearly you got me intended. interested i um i was on a, a business trip recently first of all um i every Whenever I travel, I then realize how many of these stupid papers I have sitting on my desk because uh-huh. I take them with because I'm I'm going for work. These are work. Like I take them with me, and it's annoying and a pain in the butt. Sure. Um, and usually, yeah. while I'm in the airport or on the plane or the train or somewhere, I I wind up trying to consolidate them and like do stuff with the notes so that I can throw papers away. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also had struggles when I travel. Um, now I have like two laptops that I bring with me, and I've got oh my like, gosh. The bags, like the bags get heavy and, and then I want to bring a book with me, but I don't want to add the weight, you know, so that like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. And then, um, the point where I'm trying to get to this last time I traveled, I lost my little, um, AirPods. Um, oh no, that's, that's, those are that, expensive. I, yeah. Uh, that sucks. so those, that, that pair was a gift to me. So I'm not, I'm not out money, Directly. but like, I, it still feels bad. Yeah. It still sucks. I yeah. like there's no it's still a loss. Totally sucks. Um and I really I didn't realize how much I used them. Like oh, I didn't they yeah. really did so that Apple the the AirPods Pro, um, they are like they're like two fifty. Um Oh my god. Seriously? Privilege. Holy crap. They Holy so, crap. so first <laughs> I am shocked. That is amazing. So when the first so when the first AirPods came out, I think they were like 150, 180 range. Um, and I bought them and they were magical because somehow they didn't fall out of your ears and they didn't hurt your ears. And they were literally the same product, but without wires and the batteries lasted for days. Like it was mad. Like they, they use the magic uh, brand name with their mouse, you know, the magic mouse. Mm-hmm. That is inappropriate. Their mouse sucks out loud i it's an abysmal product i don't know why it's still i don't understand why it's just Apple's a terrible so, idea why is apple so bad at mice i don't i don't understand that why is such so a horrible them. i can't we could have another maybe episode 70 we could just make about the magic mouse and what a terrible idea and implementation is the magic brand label should have been applied to the airpods 100 percent. Mm. they are magic it is a phenomenal device and then i when the pros came out i looked at them and i said oh man those look great. And I didn't want to spend $250 on them, but then I got them as a gift. I didn't re- they are so much there. I can't say enough good things that if we didn't already have two picks, the AirPods pro would be my pick. I didn't realize how much I use them and how much like into the background fabric of my life they became until I lost them in Chicago. Um, 
So now I'm thinking like, uh, I, I want to buy the AirPods. Like, I want them back again. But I'm like, do do I want the remarkable instead? <laughs> like now I'm now this mental calculus, like like money is not in ETH isn't a trillion dollars yet. So like until that time, like money is finite. <sighs> now I'm now I'm having to make decisions here. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. <laughs> I, uh, man, I cannot believe how expensive they are. I can't wear ear, ear, uh, it earbuds. Is, so, so here's the this thing. Is a, this is a problem if I you don't are, have. Yeah. If you have an iPhone and you're considering it, go do it. Like mm. hard recommendation. They are worth it. They're, it's a wonderful product. It's a little pricey, but honestly, if you look at the other wireless, uh, the Skull Candy, the Bose, like you're in that ballpark. You're, it's not I mean, you without, go high enough. Um, sure, yeah. Audio it's not file. without precedent, right? No, no, for um, sure. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call them audiophile, but but there, it's not that ballpark price range is not without precedent within the market. They're competitive to some degree, right? Um, but if you're in the Apple ecosystem at all already, just go do it. Pull the trigger. You will not be disappointed with the mm. with the standard or with the Pro, um, depending on whether you want the ANC, which I would recommend. But, um, mm. or if you I don't have, want to spend like that money, or you already have, and now uh, next week I'm next week we're going to come back and be like, well, uh, I found some money in the couch, and I had a moment of weakness, so now I bought both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so for the rest of the audience, so if you already have them or you don't want to spend them, you could alternatively buy the remarkable too. So that's picks two and three in a single way. We're catching yeah. up is re is really what we're doing. Super augmented, silent, and deadly. I just might end up enjoying this. That's a whole bunch of picking, whole bunch of picking. And I know we're, I know we're running out of time, but maybe this time I won't be stupid enough to try to update update GitLab right before we publish. An how episode. about we don't and do so that? So the CI pipeline won't break. Yeah. How about we not do uh, that? I'll put the link in the show notes. This this has happened a couple of times over the years where I update GitLab and there's a break. And mm -hmm. for the I will say on balance, I'm salty at the number of things that GitLab has broken for me and stopped production over the years. Um, Compared to the volume of changes that they deliver, I think their defect rate is actually pretty good in my experience. But it does happen, and it it does present a problem. However, whenever the and this has happened a handful or two of times over the years, and I've been using GitLab for nine, ten years now, maybe more, um, like almost since it existed. And what I have found is that by the time you update, if you're dumb enough to update to an, a dot dotto release, um, which I have been many times, when you find a problem, there's almost always somebody who's beaten you to it. There's an issue tracked and the workaround is posted and you can just SSH into the server, vim some file, make a one line change and you're back to you're back to functional. So shout out to both the, the overall defect rate of GitLab and the community for being so quick to fix the damn problems. I'm also, I'm also still a little salty that so many things break so often, but again, thinking about it a little more fully, like they have relative a pretty agile to the loop. amount of, of they software they loop. produce. Yeah. No, I'm saying I, I was salty about their overall QC effort, but relative to the volume of software they put out, it, it's actually pretty low. So, mm -hmm. so shout out to GitLab and the community. Um, I'll link the specific issue in the show notes if in case anybody cares. I don't expect anybody will, but um, know that if you're running GitLab yourself, do not update to the .0.0 because there will be broken things, but by the .0.1, they're usually worked out and anything that's not, look in the, look in the comments. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully I will not make that mistake this time. <laughs> yeah. Hey. The, but we better we better get out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we and we did we did have a more fulsome discussion around the the uh, benefits of uh, open source and you know the fact that GitLab is a better product than GitHub. Maybe we can revisit that next week because um, I, I there yeah. were some there were some good nuggets in there that got lost in that awful awful recording that happened last week. I so. like nuggets. I like I'm a grown adult, but I like nuggets. I might get fast food for lunch now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to hear more about nuggets or open source or tablets or uh, how to collect feedback, if you're if you're liking what you're hearing, let us know. Or if you're not liking it, let us know. Feedback at refactor.work is where you can find us. Uh, you can also get the show notes that Chris was talking about on our website, feedback. All right. Excuse me. Refactor.work is the website. And you can find all that there good stuff go. there. If uh, yeah, I got through it. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but like URIs are not email addresses. Yeah, I did. I know that's kind of an advanced pro internet topic, tip. but pro, we'll take pro it slow tip. for the for yeah. the newbies out there. <laughs> uh, if you want to read more from me, you can check me out at hotcoles, K-O-E-H-L-S dot com. If you want to check out Chris's musings, he is at Tonkinson dot com. It's spelled like it sounds. Lucky bastard. This Doi. has been episode 69 nice <laughs> again of the refactored podcast <laughs> on may 24th 2022 thanks again chris i'll talk to you later pal thanks frank see you man